Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Many civilizations have risen and fallen over the centuries, but several have just gone missing or have been lost to the ages. Join us as we explore the mysteries behind these forgotten peoples. Now Paratruth presents the mysterious missing civilization with special guest co-host Heidi Linden. What's going on, Parafans? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And just like last week, uh, Eric is out for the week. Uh, he should be back by next week. Uh, keep your fingers crossed, uh, as well as keep him in your thoughts and prayers as he finishes out the last of his schooling or most of his schooling for the final uh, semester. But uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to be bringing on Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural to talk about lost civilizations. So it's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Atlantis, uh, Roanoke, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up. Good time to revisit that. Uh, you know, Lemuria, several uh, different civilizations that have been lost throughout the years. So... I'm going to go to the line with my good friend, Heidi Linden. Heidi, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. How are you tonight? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me on again, Justin. <laughs> well, um, I had to do this recording early, so I wish we could have had Scott on and Eric as well, but uh, Eric is off getting his homework done, I hope. So I'm hoping he's doing well. Um, so tonight we decided to do Lost Civilizations, uh, partially because we are getting close to Thanksgiving. Uh, so we decided to kind of revisit the lost colony of Roanoke, as well as a couple of other lost civilizations. So um, what type of uh, research did you get into on this? Well, you know... I was doing a lot of research, and it seems like there's such little known about Roanoke other than speculation or just the basics. And I love a good mystery, but I'm just thinking maybe there isn't a whole lot of paranormal here. Although, I mean, you just never know. I mm. mean, um, the one thing I found interesting was just the fact that um, Roanoke was, you know, Queen Elizabeth. She wanted sort of her own settlement and so she sort of started that up. And as much as I uh, loathe the government and their little conspiracies, <laughs> maybe it started with Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good possibility. I mean, uh, with Roanoke in particular, it was one of those places that uh, little is known about what really happened. I mean, you know, we know that uh, Sir Walter Raleigh established the civil the I shouldn't say civilization the the colony um and then he left and came back and everything was gone uh you know there are a lot of issues with the story as far as what really happened because all that we know is that there was a one word left as far as records show anyways uh, the word Croatoan and Eric and I did touch on this subject but it's 
kind of still interesting to even speculate what was really going on. Um, what are your thoughts on the that particular word being left on on the pillar for Sir Raleigh to come back to? Well, you know, I personally, it's just my theory, but, you know, if if me and my family are taken off and we know that people are coming back for us or coming back to our area, I wouldn't just write one word. You know, to me, that seems like it was a, a quick, I have to leave something, I have to get out of here, so I'm going to leave something. Otherwise, you would leave a lot more than just a word inscription, you know. Mm. Um, so I personally believe that, like, a, a Croatoan tribe like came in and got them and probably stole everything they had or you know or whatnot i i don't know like all the details about the tribes because they're always so hidden hmm. but I, that's that's my theory because you know there there was no signs of violence so but that doesn't mean it couldn't have been i mean if there was a in that nearby tribe i think um oh, i forgot how close it was but you know if that tribe knew what they were doing or planned this for a while. They could have cleaned up. They could have taken what they could. You know, you just don't know. And I don't think Sir Walter Raleigh really was, you know, um, prepared to, or to investigate where everybody went. So it's not like, you know, think resources we have today where he could really check it all out. It was sort of like, whoa, what just happened? So that that's what I think. I think the tribe came and maybe someone quick inscribed that just to leave a hint of what happened. Well, one of the uh, things that I've been thinking about is the American Horror Story decided to go with the Roanoke legend this year for their theme. And uh, it's basically kind of like a shot like a reality TV show where they say uh, my Roanoke nightmare story. And um, they went with the idea that Croatoan was to tell uh, Sir Walter Riley where he, they went um, but you know Eric and I had speculated yeah maybe it was a tribe that had came after them so somebody tried to scribble a warning that the Croatan had come and wiped out the civilization even though the Crotan had supposedly been uh, civil with the the Roanoke colony, that doesn't mean something didn't go down that would have caused them to wipe out the Roanoke colony. Or uh, maybe the Crotan came to save them from something because there were other tribes, cannibalistic tribes even, that were not as nice as the, the Croatan. So it's kind of interesting to think about it. Um, Eric and I had kind of speculated, too, maybe Croatan was a virus that they caught and they named it the Croatan virus or Croatone virus. Um, possibly a, a storm that came through. Uh, but all we can do is kind of speculate because there's no real evidence of what happened to them um and i don't know if you came across this but eric and i had talked about it on the the show that we did about roanoke that uh they're actually thinking of doing some type of scan i i don't know what it is to see if there's uh any civilization left underneath the the earth that covered uh the colony there. Did you come across anything like that? Yeah, I did. Um, I, and I can't think of the name of it. It always They always make it more complicated than it is. It's like, just <laughs> tell us the basics, you know, for us laymen. But I know it's it's this, they, they do it two different ways, and they either can fly over and scan and see, like, so far b- below, or they actually can, it, it looks like this, like, souped up, like, I don't know, Mower, and they just go across the land to see. And I would assume just, just, you know, that they would fly over and do that scan. But I don't know what all they're going to find from there. I mean, just basically because if, if people are gone and a lot of the stuff was, I mean, there was stuff left and there was stuff, you know, missing. They don't really know. I mean, it's so much time has passed. So whatever they find really might not give them too many answers. Right. Um, right. 
but I do know that there was um, they were speculating um, by doing research about Roanoke that th- they felt that there was an extreme drought going on at that time too. So um, I'm wondering if you know if that drought came and, and they left and they thought they were going maybe to a different area. Um, I know there there was an island, the Croatone Island was like. I was like 50 miles away or so. Maybe they, you know, packed up what they could and left and then sunk or something. I don't know. Right. That's what Eric had uh, kind of speculated as well. But you would think that Sir Walter Riley, which I, I get like you were saying, uh, there wasn't that much to go on back then compared to the information we have nowadays with the internet and Google and all that other stuff. Uh, but you would think that he would have tried to do some type of search party or something to, to see what this Croatoan meant or even any sight of sign of the colony. Um, did you come across anything that showed that he attempted anything like that? No. And that's, that was like my main study or research on this subject was to see if he documented anything in any of his writings even the littlest hint and there was nothing and there's always mystery around that guy anyway so you just never know but maybe he was maybe he was working for Queen Elizabeth and she like he lied about everything you know you, you just never know right well what type of research did you come across on him specifically not a whole lot. I mean, everything that's on him is is what you can basically find on Google. And again, it's mostly based off his writings. So, I mean, he was just sort of a weird kind of guy, sort of a dark kind of guy. And like any any account of him, I know that there was um, some scripts from Queen Elizabeth where she described him as a dark but mysterious love or something. And not love as in... Um, like that she loved him but like she loved his work or something like that so there had a you know she she knew of him and and she wanted this settlement to go on and he was a big part of it so you know and for him to take off for a while and and then i know it was probably common back then but he took off and he left his family Mm -hmm. for so long and that that struck me as odd so i don't know well yeah and that's the the biggest thing with this particular civilization being lost is he was supposed to come back sooner uh he left a daughter and and a wife and um he i I don't know if he just got caught up in england and that's what took him so long or maybe like you said queen elizabeth wanted the colony destroyed so she tied him up there, maybe, or he mm-hmm. he had this fling going on with her, and they both decided, hey, we're just going to leave them to rot. I don't know. Um, but uh, a couple of you know civilizations that I came across, other than the Roanoke Colony, that have just kind of disappeared off of the face of the map. There's several most of them are actually kind of just speculation as well like atlantis el dorado lemuria um most of these and atlanta specifically is one of those ones that is kind of like the show we did about slender man it started out as a fictional island and then all of a sudden became a, a got a life of its own. Um, yeah, that happens a lot. You know, you find that, and I, I think it's because, like, I don't know, mysteries. When you when you have a mystery, it creates people to wonder, and then that when they and you know that the basis of wondering is is a desire to understand. But I think what people just love a good mystery, and so when you've got like just a, a little hint of something, it gets snowballs into something that maybe it isn't. Like I'm not an Atlantis believer. I, I don't. I just don't think there was an Atlantis. I'm sure there was plenty of civilizations that were far more advanced than we think, but I don't think Atlantis existed. Um, but I think what happens, like with anything, you know, it, it's something small and it's made to be something more. But that's what makes it exciting, you know. Mm. Well, and the thing that I found fascinating about this, like Atlantis specifically, 
like I said, it was a fictional place that eventually people were thinking, you know, how did this guy put basis to his story? Um, which, if you guys want to know who wrote the story, it was actually Plato. Uh, but, you know, like, El Dorado was, at first, started out as a king who bathed himself in gold dust and then eventually became a city, a kingdom, and then finally an empire. Which, again, even though it was a story about a king, the story got misinterpreted or, you know, it was kind of like, like we said, with Slenderman playing telephone, eventually the story just kind of gets more and more and more. Um, but Lemuria was an actual continent as far as they can tell because it took up quite a bit of space. Um, but they're, they're, it's still hypothetical because they can't find it. Uh, because there are other continents that have sunk into the sea, like uh, I came across Zealandia, which I've never heard of, or uh, Mauritia. And it's kind of interesting to see how, again, this kind of snowball effect that happens when people come across certain topics. Um, uh, but folks, real fast, before we get too much further into it, uh, we're going to go to our first break. You are listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Have you ever seen the star cluster Pleiades? If you haven't, you should take a look at our night sky. Simply find Orion in the sky and follow his belt to the right until you come across a set of stars in the shape of a giant V. Then move your gaze slightly further to the right until you find a small cluster made up of seven stars. This cluster is called Pleiades. You're probably wondering at this point, Where's the random fact in this week's random fact? Well, did you know that Orion and Pleiades are both mentioned in the Bible? That's right. God himself mentions both the constellations of Orion and the seven stars that make up Pleiades as he's talking to Job. God says in Job 9.9, Who makes the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south? And in Job 38.31, he says, Can you bind the chains of Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? So the next time you're outside and you see these stars, remember that you're looking at the same stars that Job once looked upon. The stars that God had specifically spoken of. By the way, you may have noticed that in Job 9.9, I mentioned a bear that is another constellation that we can see in the night sky. If you're curious as to where this bear is, simply look no further than the Big Dipper, as the Big Dipper makes up the bear's back and tail. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin, and I've been talking to my good friend Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural about lost civilizations, lost colonies. Uh, one thing that uh, we had kind of talked about before the show was how this kind of has an aspect of uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and one thing that has been speculated from many different times is that there's actually, as far as a lot of people are are coming across, is that there are 
ruins underneath the sea there. Um, and then you had actually brought up they kind of have come across a explanation for the Bermuda Triangle. So I wanted to give you a chance to kind of hash that out a little bit. Yeah, I think they're, you know, they're they're using it. You know, it's funny with scientists, and I get it too, just because we do a lot of research in, in the supernatural, and, and we tend to do this as well. But, you know, scientists, after years and years and years and years and years, and they can't find an answer, they can't just leave it alone. They're just, okay, this is what it is, because they just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. So, um, but I think, you know, I know what was, it's in the, um, Oh gosh. Well, okay. So just to go back, you know, 1945, when there were those, uh, it started with the five torpedo bombers, flight 19 that mm-hmm. disappeared. Okay. And there's an air of mystery about it because they said they were disorientated. And that was only after like an hour and 45 minutes into the trip. So there was the electric malfunction and then that continued on. But 1945 is when this, this be, sort of began and, and got more popularized. But in 1950, I know that the government had built an underwater um, naval base there in that okay. area, and you know they call it the Naval Area 51. But they do they say they do sea tests and evaluation center, and whenever you've got like missing stuff and, and an era of mystery, and then you throw in the government years later, right away they connect everything. So, um, but now what scientists are trying to say is that there are these. Um, like these big pits down there and they're saying like 150 feet deep and they're saying that it's methane gas um uh, like deposits of oil and gas and there's blowouts and that's what's causing these malfunctions because i um in the south pole in the i think it's the uh, barents sea that this has been going on so they're saying you know what that's what's going on in bermuda too but i'm thinking if that were true um, you know, why haven't we heard more about it? Why hasn't there been more um, views of these blowouts or whatnot? Because they're going to cause something. I'm not saying it's going to, like, be crazy, but mm. no one's noticed this. And I know even um, Christopher Columbus in the 1400s, he document, documented bizarre compass readings there, too. So I'm not 100% sold on this whole methane gas in these pockets, these craters. I mean, you've got 20, like... I think it's like 20 planes, 50 ships. Um, was it like over a thousand people died or disappeared in that area? I just, I don't know. I, I just, I think there's a lot more going on. And, but I'm one of those, you know, government kind of things where it's like, oh, they did something wrong. Like if, you know, someone trips, oh, the government zapped them. Like, that's <laughs> just the way I am. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately in this day and age, it's probably not that far from the truth. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Eric and I have said this a couple of times that, you know, the government probably isn't responsible for everything. But the little things right. that they are responsible makes you wonder, what else are they not telling us? Or what are they doing without our knowledge? Um yeah, the less they reveal, the more we wonder. Right. And then the more the conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, come out with different uh, theories about it, which, and I brought this up on one of our episodes. I can't remember which one. Uh, it might have been, it was a recent one, but I can't remember what it was. But we were talking about uh, a conspiracy theory that we were discussing and I brought up the fact that you know conspiracy theorist or conspiracy theory was actually a phrase coined by the CIA to discredit people who were trying to put the blame on the US government right yeah so, it doesn't mean it's not true just because it's a conspiracy theory I mean plenty have unfolded to be very accurate right. You know, but then unfortunately, when you got the internet and you've got like, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people, like we were just talking about Atlantis, there are a lot of people, young people, who have Google and they read like one post or one social media thing and all of a sudden, yeah, Atlantis is a real thing. It existed. It's like, you know, they read a blog or something. And, and mm. so I think that's technology has really uh, disserviced kids in their research. <laughs> right. Well, and. I mean, there have been plenty of books and everything else about Atlantis as well, which, again, in this day and age, kids 
reading books would be like <laughs> them not playing video games. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that they're not getting the research done. I mean, this is goes along the lines with a lot of people in general. They, for example, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody out there, but a lot of people that listen to this show, and it has to do with a lot of our Christian listeners, will throw out uh, hateful words or whatever, or tell us that, you know, that's not according to the Bible. Well, if you listen to the show, we're not doing it just by the Bible. We're doing research and seeing what we come across, and then leaving it up to our listeners. And when we do that, what we're really doing is telling you, do the research. If you find something completely different, then tell us and show us. Don't just spit it out and be like, this is it. Tell us where you got your research from. Because yeah, and that's that's crazy when, when Christians do that too because, you know, you and I being Christians as well, and I know that all the mistakes I made and all the misinformation I had, that's what actually led me to truth. So when you shut every door, how do you expect anybody to want to walk any farther? Right. You have to give the information and let people decide. And and I think that's part of a problem with, with society in general is that they shut everything down. It's either got to be black or white. And how is anybody supposed to learn or have a, a desire to want to learn? Yeah. You can't tell them everything or, you know, and you got to let people explore and, and find for themselves. But... You know, and then again, don't just stop either. That That's another thing I think research and study, especially in like these missing civilizations, if we were just to stop and say, I think, what was it? I always talk about the um, the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when I was a little girl, it was a huge mystery in the 70s. It was like, what is it? No one knew. And they, they had a bunch of theories. And if they would have just shut it down on one of those theories, we would never would have kept researching and finding out what it really was or is. Right. So yeah, we just have we have to keep going, but never just close the door and say, "Yep, that's what it is." Well, and people, as far as conspiracy theories go, will sometimes overanalyze, and that's when you run into you know, okay, guys, yes, it's a weird thing, but enough is enough. You don't have to keep going yeah. with it and let it consume your life. Um, which, I mean, people are going to always wonder what is really going on. I mean, we've talked about this in the past on other episodes where we're talking about, you know, the, the wonder of life after death and, you know, what really... S- spirits are or ghosts are and eventually it comes down to you know what your belief system is and it's kind of all just speculation because we're not going to really know until we are no longer in this meat suit that uh, we ride around in so a couple of the other civilizations I actually came across an article um 10 civilizations that disappeared without a trace, or under mysterious circumstances, rather. Um, the Mayan Empire, they were lost, uh, even though, you know, it's believed that the Spanish stomped them out, nobody really knows what happened to them because they were a thriving civilization. The Spanish came, there was a lot of wars, um, but, you know, nobody truly knows what happened because in this article, it says that, you know, combined with uh, warfare, famine, and abandonment of the city centers, that's kind of why they feel that they disappeared. Um, there's There's been several others that I haven't come uh, ever done research on, like Indus Valley Civilization. Uh, yeah. They were, they were like, I think it was like something like 10% of the world population at the time. Right, yeah, 5 million people. Yeah, and for them to just, you know, and I, I come, came across a few as well, and, and I think that there's a little bit of a difference between some, some of these civilizations that mysteriously disappeared, and then other mysteries, because some you can chalk up to, like you were saying, you know, to warfare, and to weather, and to famine, and, and things like that. 
and that's just a, a natural part of, of life with, you know, old time civilizations. They didn't have all the resources we do now. And, mm. and even to this day, some of those tribes, there's still some small tribes in different areas that we don't even consider. But, um, you know, and then you've got really major stuff like, like we were just talking about. And so I think there's a difference between, um, a mystery like you know the Bermuda Triangle and Roanoke, because there's there's just little hints here and there, and the actual civilizations that people say, oh, they were missing civilizations. Like, well, some of this stuff you can just chalk up to the fact, you know, that you know they they had disease and and they mm-hmm. sort of you know went out. The Mayans obviously they're just like huge in the whole mystery factor because of everything that they represent with all their you know cool little clocks and doomsdays. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's kind of an interesting topic to get on to. Like, big big thing from 2012 was the Mayan calendar ending. And, uh, you know, there, after it all went down and nothing ever happened, there was a lot of jokes going around about, oh, they just not didn't get around to writing the next calendar because they were right. wiped out. <laughs> Um, but it's like, well, again, nobody did research into understanding that after that calendar ended, it basically went to cycle one again (laughs) to start all over. (laughs) I think people do that though. A lot of times either translation gets lost or they just, they sort of just take it out of their minds and don't add that in there because then it ruins the whole, you know, aura of it. Ooh. And, and I get it. It's, you know, it's fun to, to, uh, get into that. But yeah, it just started all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the ones that I came across, which was actually pretty interesting because I've always had an interest in it is, uh, Easter Island. Yeah. And, uh, it was funny to see an article that there's actually a body attached to the giant Easter Island heads, which to me kind of makes sense, but at the same time, there was never any research into it. Like, they didn't try digging down to find if this thing had a body or anything. Um, but it's interesting that the, the Moe, um, are a part a, of a lost civilization. And the Moe are the the human head statues, by the way, guys. Um, but, uh, again, uh, what this is saying is a Polynesian civilization um, that thrived from 700 to 1200 A.D., and then it, it just vanished. Um, it says they used up all the island's trees and agricultural resources and then had to move on. So maybe not necessarily vanished, but dissipated. You want to hear my really cool Easter Island story? Sure. Okay. Well, it's cool to me. I don't know if anybody else is going to think it. <laughs> but, okay, so when I was like seven or eight, my parents had this book, um, and it was about world mysteries, and the Northern Lights was one of them. And um, there were so many cool things in there that, now that we look in, you know, 2016, now that they've been answered, but back in the 70s, it was like no one knew what they were. Mm. And one of the mysteries happened to be Easter Island. They didn't know where these heads came from. Did they wash up? It was like this huge thing. Well, I was only like seven or eight, so I didn't really like read the article. It was like maybe like three or four pages in the book. But they had the pictures, and I was just like, oh, and you read the, the bold print or the headlines, and that's all I really read. Well, well, the night that I read that, I had this really cool, weird dream, and it was so real. And it was like, like um, a tribe or or people or whatever, and they were like getting, um, like sacrificed on these stones and everything. It was like really, really weird. And I remember waking up and thinking, "Wow, did that happen?" And it was just, it was crazy. And then, you know, now knowing what we know now, I'm thinking. Wow, did I like prophesy what that was? Did I know what that was? I just thought that was sort of cool because yeah. I was only like seven or, who dreams at seven or eight years old? I mean, I'm supposed to be watching Charlie's Angels, right? And Easter Island, I'm having dreams about sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just thought that was pretty cool. So I think that, you know, that's what a lot of that was. I think that it was a place where they went to. I don't think that people were, is there fact that people were actually living there or do you know? At Easter Island? Yeah, like, I mean, where all the heads were, like, that wasn't 
that was a, a place where they worshipped or something, right? It doesn't say on this article if they were living close to the island heads. Um, just Easter Island as a whole, that's where the civilization was. But, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't say what the heads were actually used for or anything like that. So, possibly, I mean... If you look to um, in old ancient things back, I'm talking like old Bible Bible times, um, when you they have like um, inscriptions of Baal and stuff, and it looks very similar to those heads. So I'm wondering if there's a connection there. I mean, a lot of people like when they read about you know the Bible and stuff, they just automatically think just that particular area. But there were people all over the world, mm. so you know they could have traveled and brought their their beliefs and stuff. You know, over to Easter Island. I don't know, just because if you look at the the Easter Island heads, the stones, and then some of these inscriptions and documents of people that worship Baal, they look very similar. Right. Well, right. and that actually brings up an interesting topic that I've kind of thought about a lot. Is just like um, you know, we read about Jesus in the Bible, and that uh, there's a certain time span in the Bible that doesn't show a whole lot of what happened or what he was doing. Uh, it just, he's a, a young child or a younger kid and then he comes back and starts his um, his church and there's no, a whole lot of in between of what he did between them and you know Eric and I have had conversations off air about what happened but it's interesting to see that people that read the Bible just think that it happened just in that area you know yeah because <laughs> one of the things I believe is maybe Jesus went and traveled the world or at least what he knew of in that day and age because of what he was being given. Um, he could have gone all the way around the world. Who knows? But it's interesting to see that when we think about the Bible, it's locale is just Israel or yeah. the surrounding areas, I guess. Yeah, because um, on that too, um, and then when we read about... Um, the very first miracle that Jesus performed where he turned water into wine. If you read that story when he was 30, what was he, 33 or 30 at that time? Um, and he says to his, cause it was his mom, Mary, that said, Hey, can you, you know, they're out of, they're out of wine. Can you change, you know, do something? So he says to her, you know, Oh, it's not my time to do this yet. Why are you involving me in this? I'm not supposed to do this yet. So, Here's she obviously knew what he was able to do at that point, even though he hadn't shown it to anybody there. Mm-hmm. So maybe I mean, what what was he doing? You know, did, was was he other places? You know, doing his thing and it just not at that particular point in Jerusalem yet. So I mean, she was obviously aware that he was able to perform miracles, right? So maybe he was doing it otherwise, but the you know the Bible the Bible gives us everything we need to know, not everything there is to know. Right. So maybe yeah. God didn't need us to know what else he was doing because it sort of follows the bloodline and and the plan of salvation. But you know he, there were other people all over the earth too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason um, behind that, the reason I bring it up is uh, there's a lot of uh, Native American. Um, legends and stories about a prophet that came from across the sea. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting to, to hear that because maybe that he did try to spread the word even further than just that area. And I mean, it would make sense, but, um, again, just speculation. Again, not in the Bible, probably for, specific reasons uh it wasn't important um but to kind of tie all that to the lost civilizations i mean there have been numerous uh things in the bible even like babylon for example that fell and you know today we're finally starting to find out that maybe that was the country of iraq that was babylon yeah. Um, yeah. 
so it's interesting to see that even in the biblical sense, there are things that we have not found out, like the civilizations that we're talking about, because like Babylon fell, but nobody knew where it was, what happened, even though the Tower of Babel fell, there have been no rumors as to if there was anything left, if it was covered up. Um, do you know any research, or have you done any research into that, like what happened to Babel after it was destroyed? No, I. you know, and the only thing that I know is that after everybody sort of, you know, got separated... There was still a group of people that were there. So, you know, I would assume that they would have stayed there and tried to do something, or maybe they got so scared they didn't want to rebuild and they took off too, because it, it doesn't really tell us much of anything. Okay. Um, a couple of other civilizations, and I'm probably going to butcher these names because they're ones that I've never heard of, Katalahoyak. Uh, uh, which was in now central, south central Turkey. Uh, the civilization kind of just flourished and then was gone. It's unknown what actually happened to the civilization. Uh, it was actually pre-Iron Age and pre-literature. And so, I mean, they may have not even had a written history to, to even tell what happened to them. And in general, Turkey is very, very tight-lipped about anything that goes on in their country. Oh, yeah, and that actually, I didn't even realize that. Um, the Coahokia, which was uh, that sounds fun. Coahokia, <laughs> <laughs> you could say it a lot more fun than that. <laughs> it was actually another. Um, it looks like it was here in North America. Uh, the so-called Mississippians had built a great city surrounded by a huge earth earthen pyramid and a Stonehenge-like structure made of wood to track the movements of the stars, which we know a lot of civil lost civilizations did or older civilizations did. Um, so this is actually a Native American civilization that went just missing again. Um, and again, it says probably due to disease and famine, eventually the civilization just died out. Um, the Koba, Kobekli Tepe uh, says it was probably built in 10,000 BC and is located in today's southern Turkey again. Uh, but again, it was nomadic tribes, uh, probably served as a temple but eventually just kind of went to the the sidelines. Um, and the last one here, oh, there's two more. Angkor, which was... Uh, oh, Cambodia. Yeah, near Cambodia, or yeah. in Cambodia. And the Turquoise Mountains, or Mountain, sorry. Um, there was a civilization that thrived there as well. So, um, a couple of quick speculations because it's kind of one that Eric and I have thrown across with Roanoke specifically. Um, but since we brought up the Bermuda Triangle too, um, and this can go along the lines of an episode we're going to be doing with you guys later on this month once Eric is back is extraterrestrials. Um, and, I'm not 100% how I feel about the whole ancient alien theory uh, or the extraterrestrials that we know today in general because, to me, as far as, like, uh, abductions, I mean, I don't believe that even if we were visited by extraterrestrials, they would be taking us and, and not to get gross guys but anally probing us or any type of research uh, to find out what's going on with us if anything they would be observers uh, but what are your thoughts on do you think it would have been a possibility extraterrestrials came to visit back 
then and somehow that's what's been going on with these different civilizations because i mean we give the logical explanation of you know they just died off but what if something bigger happened to that i've never really bought into the the whole alien thing i'm just i don't know i you know there's so many people that have experienced things and seen things and and the one story that just totally blows my mind is uh fire in the sky with travis walton Mm -hmm. um and that that really got me thinking is there something to this and i you know i have my own thoughts on on the whole alien thing but i just don't you know and i've watched that tv show the ancient aliens series Mm -hmm. and I mean, some of this stuff is pretty interesting, what they capture. I'm like, what are these people seeing that we're interpreting as as spaceships and, you know, anal probes and they're being zapped and brought here and taken there? And I'm just like, I don't know. I think we would have seen a lot more uh, evidence of that. So I, I just don't, I don't think so. And I do believe that they were experiencing something. Some of these, some of these things, I'd say 10% of alien evidence is something valid. I just still don't believe it's alien, okay. extraterrestrial. Um, I believe it's it's a spiritual encounter, and people back then just interpreted it differently. And and or I shouldn't even say interpret because I don't know how they, but we're interpreting what they saw. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence of even for the the ancient alien thing because I mean, why would extraterrestrials come and destroy these civilizations other than maybe if it was extraterrestrials like they those civilizations went and got more power than they were supposed to um, but then again that borders on the lines of you would think that God would be doing that um, and like Roanoke specifically why does demolish a entire colony that was so small compared to other cities of the world that it would just be a small blip on the map compared to the other civilizations so it's right it's a weird correlation but it is one that we actually had talked about uh when we did the Roanoke episode um yeah I'm trying to think of anything else that uh, to touch on on this because I mean there are so many different lost civilizations. On the the whole thing with the aliens, I know that a lot of a lot of people who are really into this whole Atlantis deal, they believe that they were given so much power and stuff that that's why they were wiped out by aliens because they had so much, they were so advanced and, you know, the uh, creation went over the creator type thing. Um, so that's, you know, and that's another thing I don't, I like I said earlier, I don't really believe that Atlantis actually existed, but for the people that do, you know, that's what they believe. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, with aliens coming in and helping build the pyramids and things like that, like a lot of people believe, they there's no evidence that they were ever so advanced that they would have been a threat to any kind of extraterrestrials because if extraterrestrials are flying around in, in things in the sky, I'm pretty certain they're not threatened by blocks of pyramids. So I think that... Um, you know, I, I think that most of it's natural causes. And when people, I mean, I know that there were plates and stuff and, and pottery that had little inscriptions that look like little UFOs. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that's what that was. That's just how we're interpreting it. Right. That's what I think. Well, and for any of these ancient civilizations, uh, they were interpreting what they saw. But again, yeah, like you said just because that's what the, it's the shape of why does that automatically turn into that's a UFO yeah um there uh i want to say it was the the painting of the last supper but it might have been another leonardo da vinci painting um Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't think it's the Last Supper, but I do know the painting you're talking about. Where they show like a UFO in the background or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, they did. They did do a mock Last Supper with a UFO in it, though, <laughs> and said that that's what it was, and it went all over the internet. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know what you're exactly the one you're talking about. So it's. 
kind of interesting that even through modern paintings that you know we're interpreting something like that so it's kind of interesting um any final thoughts on your part on these lost civilizations what might have actually happened or even with roanoke specifically well just in general i think that just studying this is so interesting you know like kids in high school and stuff are being taught I mean, I think my son learned about the Aztecs for like four years straight, and he got really sick of it. When you want to study something to do with mystery or, or something about history, these missing civilizations are really are really cool. And people don't really realize that back then, you know, there were a lot less people on the Earth. They didn't have half the stuff, less than a third of the stuff that we have now. Mm-hmm. And so just the fact that a whole civilization could disappear was very over disease or, or being taken by tribes. It's so plausible. and But that's not knowing is the mystery. I think we try to bring in our advanced thought and technology and knowledge into that. But it doesn't make it less interesting knowing that this awesome civilization is just gone and it was natural. I think it's just as cool as it being mystery, you know, as paranormal. Right. Well, and um, one thing to always remember, too, is, you know, if you don't research this history, we're doomed to repeat the past. Yeah, exactly. All right, folks, I think we are going to go to our second and final break. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. I've been talking to my friend Heidi Linden about lost civilizations. We will be right back after the paranormal headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's going on, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Could robots force a universal basic income? As robots automate more and more jobs, will the government be forced to pay everyone a basic wage? There's no denying that robots have the potential to take over from human workers in a wide range of job positions in the coming years, but if things reach the point where there simply aren't enough employment opportunities left to go around, then governments may face some tough decisions on how to maintain a society in which the traditional concept of going to work may no longer exist. There is a pretty good chance we end up with a universal basic income or something like that due to automation, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said during a recent interview with CNBC. Yeah, I'm not sure what else one would do. I think that is what would happen. The idea of a society in which everyone receives a set wage, regardless of whether they actually go to work or not, might sound like something out of a science fiction movie. Yet, just a few months ago, Switzerland considered doing exactly that. The European nation held a referendum proposing the idea of a 2,500 Swiss francs, 2,578 U.S. dollars, universal monthly income, however, it was ultimately rejected by the voters. If it had gone ahead, though, exactly what would it be like living in a society where money is no longer a primary concern? What would people do to occupy their time? People will have time to do other things, more complex things, more interesting things, said Musk. As things stand, it may not be that long before we get to experience such a world for ourselves. Ghostly face appears in a haunted tour photo. The unexpected extra was discovered in a photo taken during a recent tour of an abandoned hospital. Phil Barron had been leading a 32-strong group of paranormal enthusiasts on a tour of the allegedly haunted Newsham Park Hospital in Liverpool when the photograph was taken. It wasn't until the image was uploaded online, however, that the ghostly addition was noticed. I took the snap and then put my phone away, and during the break, three hours later, I sent it over to the office to be uploaded and thought nothing more of it, said Barron. It was only the following day when I was woken by a flurry of instant messages and saw the number of comments on the post I had a proper look at the photo. There's been no Photoshop work. I just lightened the picture a little as it was quite dark. 
I've seen shadows walking around people, seen a glass move on a Ouija board. I've heard knocks and bangs that are really loud when people aren't there, said Baron. I've never actually seen a full apparition. I think that's the holy grail for most people. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. folks welcome back to paratruth radio my name is justin and we've been talking about uh lost civilizations with my good friend heidi linden from talk supernatural so heidi we are getting close to the end of the show uh before we sign off for the evening i did want to give you the chance as always to tell everybody where they can find you find your book specifically and uh your um all of your information you know i just have to tell you too every time you say and this is justin and i listen to you guys so much i'm ready to say and i'm heidi well you are more than welcome to always do <laughs> everybody else does so it's funny because you know because i'm always used to hearing i'm eric like, <laughs> it's just natural now to me i want i'm fighting it um well anyways um you can find our podcast talk supernatural radio at tsradio.net and um if you want any information um on the paranormal uh the occult tied to spiritual oppression you can uh, look up my website and my book at imtaylorthomas.com awesome so folks uh, that is the lost civilization episode uh, definitely interesting I do encourage you guys to do the research and uh, let us know what you guys think uh, if you think there's something more going on here uh, you can get a hold of talk supernatural or paratruth radio and let us know what you think about it um next week we are going to be having eric back where we were going to be doing the thanksgiving episode uh so stay tuned for that uh i will be going on my trip to sicily and hopefully <laughs> jealous <laughs> i have to rub it in your nose every time i get it uh so I might be doing a video from the catacombs there because there is uh, burial catacombs and there's a little girl there. Uh, they nicknamed her the Eternal Virgin. And supposedly, and I believe this is the same one, that her eyes open throughout the day. Are you familiar with her at all? No. Um, Eternal Virgin, that sounds like a horrible life. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I wouldn't want that nickname. <laughs> but uh, because of the type of uh, mummification that she went through, supposedly the, um, the, the, uh, the atmosphere and everything else will actually make her eyes open, which... <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that because I'm very iffy about bodily fluid, let alone hollow eye sockets. So, um, oh, you be... got to post live or something. I got to hear this. <laughs> do it. Well, I don't think I'll be able to do it inside, but I will definitely do it outside of the catacombs before and after because I'm probably going to feel relatively different after I go in than before. So. Do it like pull a Goonies, sneak in. <laughs> Love it. So, all right, folks, um, until next week, where you will find us same time, same channel, my name is Justin. And I'm Heidi. <laughs> See you guys next week. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again, or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratreatradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter 
for brand new updates of our show every day. Comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.